Good evening, everyone, or good day, depending on the time you're you're listening to this. My name is uh, Nick Belva. I'm the host of today's podcast, and I have the pleasure of having Phil Desforges on the show. How's yep. it going, Phil? It's going very well. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here too, because it's so it's the first time we actually meet uh, we in real life, at least. In real life, we connected once on Instagram briefly. Then we spoke earlier today while I was driving in the car to kind of have an intro to today's podcast yeah well at least to like not sit there and be like hey so um awkward conversation ish because like we just met but yeah no to be really honest i was you know i talked to you before because like i was looking at yourself on ig before i actually you know talked to you necessarily and i just like okay first the photography your expo was amazing i wish i could have been there my intention was to be there because i always like those stuff it's just it's something, especially in photography, which is really fun to see the physical product because you, you rarely see it today. Mm. So I was like, okay, this this guy's cool. And I was seeing how, you know, you started doing more stories. Like I saw your progress with that. And I was very interest, interested for okay, me. Okay, cool. Because I do a lot of stories and people know me for my stories. Like, right. Well, uh, and your Instagram handle is at story by Phil. Yeah, which makes <laughs> sense, you know? <laughs> So yeah, it was uh, was fascinating to me to see you progress. I could see that like for your business in fintech and like more of a brand online, you were like, okay, I think I could see your mental shift into okay, I need to be out there, right? And it was but, showing. But today's not about me, Phil. It's about you. Yeah, we're not, yeah, yeah. not going to talk about me. We I want to talk about you because your your path is well. I, I honestly I don't know much about it, and that's what I want to learn. So you defined yourself when we spoke earlier as a creative storyteller. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Well. It's the go-to term I use to take everything in because for me, when it comes to your creation, every single tool is like more of a medium. It's a format and it's not necessarily the message itself. But when it comes to like, you know, the more common words people would use to describe me is I'm a photographer, filmmaker, marketer, and bunch of other things. You wear many hats. I wear many hats. It's kind of my thing. But at the end of the day, the thing that really sets me apart usually is I'm really good at telling stories and especially emotional ones. Okay. So that's why I decided to go with creative storyteller because storyteller for me and just, you know, storytelling sounds, I don't know, more like a book or something like that. It's it's just being a story that sounds more like, you know, a blog or something like that. Plain bread. Exactly. You know, it's, (laughs) it tells Everything but nothing at the same time, right? which I didn't like, which is why I went to creative, which is the angles that I use. Okay. And how is it wearing many hats? Even though now you you give yourself, let's say, one overall title, Mm -hmm. uh, wearing hats can be tricky. Um, What's your story? How did you get into photography, videography, marketing? Uh, A lot of those things were by necessity, if I may. Uh, that's how I describe it, at least. I was always a creative, not necessarily expressing it, but I've always been creative and telling stories and interesting, especially in design. And it's still something I love, the the fact that everything we look for and everything we look at has been thought. There was a thought, someone designed it, or someone said, hey, this is how I think it's going to be beautiful. Did you see the new Netflix series called Abstract? Yeah, but I watched all of them. It's good, right? That's season two. I'm, I'm almost done with season two, and it's amazing. It's, it's, I use ugh, their quotes they have. is amazing. Well, the one on typography just oh, blew yeah, I my just, mind. I watched it, like I think, a week ago, and I was yeah. like, this is amazing. And that's actually... a something i'm considering going in I, it, so, so for it. those listening if, if you you're interested in art or creativity yeah, in general it's love design 
design. Yeah, but it 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 it, it breaks down into so many things. But I, I think that what struck me as most interesting is every single letter on this earth. Yeah, was designed mm-hmm. by somebody. It was thought out. Yeah, and that blows my mind because then when yeah. you walk down the street. From these big Broadway signs to these tiny little prints on newspaper, like a little, or even just like handwriting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it was all thought out, but anyways, um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you watched that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's freaking amazing. It's a, but that is a good, a good example, because the reason I love such series like that is I'm very meta. Okay. And it's been an interest since forever. I started into, uh, I'd say more like a, hobby slash business my first like really entrepreneurial field was esports video games Re- your first yeah that was the first How old thing were you? i'm 22 you are 22 now yes okay but when did you start in esports uh 15 16 okay and that was the first thing that i i went into it uh i had some friends and it was a nice that was a nice other story eventually yeah, esports probably so that's what six years ago it was becoming it was probably already pretty popular. We're hearing more and more of esports it, well, now. Here, but. Yeah, here it was not as much. I started in in Smash, which was okay. like more casual, but still was some scene. And my, my, my love for it was basically the community side. Mm. And what made me fall in love was all the little it's and bits of community building and all the like the terms and specific terms that we use in the community, which is the same in photography. There's like all the technical stuff and the stuff like you only get if you're in okay. and those things. I don't know why, but it fascinates me. Like the specific hmm. jargon that everyone uses for their field. I find it interesting. Okay. Let's geek out on photography for a second then. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and yeah, so photography for me was first of all, a way to really get out of my own head. Hmm. Uh, it, it's a, we'll take a dark turn, but about three, four years ago, I had a really severe depression. And so when you were 18, yeah, 19, around 18, 19, it was a more 18. It was a severe depression, which led to a really dark place. It also led to, this is when I developed anxiety, which I still have today. A lot less annoying, a lot less a burden, but that's when it started. And I didn't know what to do in my own head. And it was one night where it it was really just a bad one. And I went to Montreal alone. And I was going... Montreal alone? Montreal, yeah. I just walked. Oh, you went, okay, you walked through Montreal by yourself. Yeah, exactly. I just walked into Montreal by myself, without telling anyone. And I went to uh, Il saint which is where the, the casino... Yeah, and I was walking in the park, and I just I was just like just lost, wandering around, and then I looked back and I saw the casino, and I just stopped and I was like, "That's beautiful." I just I don't know why I just turned around and was like, "Huh, that's neat. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful." Took my phone to take a picture, and instantly I was like, "Oh, that was fun." I don't know why. It's just because I took the picture. I was thinking about trying to place myself. It was a shitty picture. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that I was thinking about the composition, I was trying to, you know, do photography, like actual photography, right? which was a way to like get out of my head. And then on my way back, I was walking for like two hours, sticking pictures of random stuff I was seeing. So that's the, the like first memory you have of yeah. like clicking or, or getting that, that bug it, for photography. Exactly. It was the first, my first shutter press, which was on okay. a phone. And that then the love of trying to compose most specifically was something that stayed okay and i was on the phone for a long time i was a phone photographer for a long time with a nexus 6b which was okay at best it was correct at the time 
my first camera was a T3i, which is Rebel. It's an okay camera, and now I have a T5, which is still an okay camera. But my, I know that like in photography, what set me apart real quick was I had to work with constraints. I had to learn very fast how to, you know, do something a bit different with colors and do something a bit different with composition because my gear was not the same level as people around me. So I had to work a bit more to do something that was like relatively simple for others. Like if you were to go like in Montreal, the most of the community starts with urban because sure. we're, we're in Montreal. It's accessible. It's accessible. It's easy. And for someone to take some, something like uh, one of their really IN cameras and you take a picture of, let's say, buildings and you want to do a cityscape. Well, for me, it's going to be really bad if I just do that with my camera because the quality is not going to be good. The focus is a bit trash, to be honest. So I have to like really pan it a bit more in my mind and I have to convey and like make it beautiful through something else than just the composition because sometimes the focus can be bad. So I developed like colors really quick and then when I went to Lightroom, which is uh, the application to edit pictures, I played with having really intense color correction. So let's say uh, if you're on my Instagram, you'll see that I have a very specific palette, which I use. Like it's a bit like dark orange brown-ish. I could say it's a very like cottage and like early tones, which I really love. And Sun and Pictures, if you were to take the original, you would like, there's no way that was the original pictures. Right. Because the colors are so different. So different, which is I love. So today, like with photography, even though that started with, you know, just your, your, your phone, um, today do you do like photography professionally? Yeah, yeah. So it's photography and filmmaking as well, uh, professionally, and also a lot of uh, content strategy, I could say, because okay. it comes with. Since uh, one of the things before, uh, like really diving as a professional when it comes to content, I was a marketer. Right. I still am, but it was exactly on the paid social. So like when social media came around, it was like, getting bigger and bigger. I was doing ads for on Facebook. And you were for, working at an, like, an ad agency? Yeah, I was working at an ad agency. And that set me off the part of like discovering first the value of content because you, you need it. Like every single ad you do, you, you need content. Sure. So first I saw the value of that. And when uh, the depression hit and I learned the craft of photography, the joy I was having was like, okay, I want to do more of that. I just want to do more of you know, flicking that creative switch in my brain. Hmm. It was an instant like feel. And so combining those two now, which is what I do of trying to build, sorry, trying to build like campaigns through content, which I know how to do, but I know also how to make content that actually sells. It actually is relevant for social media. Okay. I, I have a question now because now that you shifted, you start off in, you know, photography for yourself and then you shifted to commercial work. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find you still do a lot of photography for yourself? It's actually a very interesting timing for that. Uh, if uh, people that are listening are, you know, following me or whatever, I'm actually in like three weeks, been almost three weeks, I'm, I'm off social media for now. I took a break because it was actually one of my issues. I started doing commercial work after commercial work and this park of joy, which I, I used to have, was not there. Sure. Mm. And... Right now, I'm actually shifting my positioning on how I consider creative work. I want to get extremely selective with the clients I want to take and ideally less. 
because uh, I find I found that for me, if I have a ton of clients and different clients, for many it works for them. It's like okay, it's different stuff. Like it's you, you learn more, but for me, it's actually the opposite. It I don't have time to go fully into something and get really deep into one subject because you know you have multiple clients to take in. So I'm really driving that back and trying to push back photography and filmmaking to what I want. And, like, and, and what is it, what you want? What, what's, your, what's your vision in this? Uh, my vision is actually when I was, uh, well, when I was like last year or whatever, I had one message on Instagram which blew me away. It was the first time that someone, I have no idea who this person is, from Pakistan messaged me and said, hey, your photos made me have a better day today and not feel like unsafe about my, my well-being. And I was like, what? It was mind-blowing. The fact that directly from creation, I had a human impact. And that was my goal for like a long time to come back to that. I want to get another message from, from that. I want to have other people say, okay, this creative thing that you did helped me have a better day. And stories like mine where, like, I know that anxiety and being vulnerable online is still very hard and very taboo. So I'm trying to bring back that and creating around those issues so I can first have a legacy. That's the thing for me. It's one of the things I want to leave a legacy. And I want to have a human impact, which commercially you can. Like, for me, I think about maybe Nike, you know, something like that. If I were to work on something like that where I have the potential to do commercial work, but that's that's also very emotional and touching, such as any like campaign that I would do. But the, I'd say lifeless creative work, like commercial work, I don't think I want to do that. Okay. So in everything you do, you want to have a, a positive social impact then, whether it be through photography or video. Do you still do video? Cause we've been speaking about photography, but yeah, it's actually, that could be also a challenge to, to balance yeah. both. It's uh that was actually since the first one was photography and then I'm building on, on filmmaking because there's you come to a point where even though I still have a lot a lot to learn about photography you can tell much more in-depth stories with multiple images so that's why like filmmaking has been very nice especially that it's a nice way to work around the constraints of not having the best equipment because with filmmaking what's interesting is as long as the story is amazing as long as you connect emotionally with the audience if I took if I film the footage with like a camera from 2001, people would still watch it. Right. So, mm. so it's been really that the, the, the push from you lately is to come back to telling powerful stories and powerful, you know, connect emotionally with people. That's uh that's a, that's a great mission to have. I, I feel you kind of get trapped in a, uh, Creatives can get trapped in a rat race because oh, photogra- yeah. creative work can be difficult to um, make a sustainable business out of. Yeah, and I've seen it a lot. It's I think for me uh, and for others is since there's no, I'll, I'll use a, maybe a term you know as well in business, there's no KPI, which is like a way to measure your work. And that's the hard thing. When you go to like marketing, you go to like most jobs you have something very clear to, you know, get to. You have right. an objective that's very clear. You have an indicator. You have a number. When creative is like, you cannot measure the beauty or goodness of a thing. Like, yes, if you go for a campaign and your video was used 
and you're like, okay, I got like 20k views. That doesn't necessarily mean it's good, and that's the weird thing with you know building a creative business is the results are always a bit gray. Sure, and and that that then implies like it's tricky to price, and everybody mm-hmm. starting off has all these that it's going to be an eternal dilemma. How do oh, I yeah. price my pictures? How do I price my hours? How do I? Oh, it's, it's definitely a big imposter syndrome. Like most people, it's definitely that. Like me included. Of, and I, I'm curious though because you started. Um, you know, at 18, well, like yeah. when did you f- actually get your camera and start your business? I think when I started to go and do some actual work was about 19. So okay. about three years ago. Okay, cool. Like actual And how work? was that pickup? Like how did that, that first year go? Well, it was really slow, like to be honest. Like I was still working at a job. It was more of a side hustle more than anything. And, right. And it's just, it was that for a while because I know that I was having massive imposter syndrome at the time. Okay. Like massive of... Because it's a weird thing of like since you're, it's hard to price something when it's in your mind. Because mm. when you price your hours, which is honestly, I don't recommend it for creatives. I don't recommend pricing. How per do you hour. do your pricing? I I'll price per either day or project. Okay. Because if you're if you're getting good, it's gonna take you less time. Sure. Hopefully, otherwise, I mean, <laughs> it's a weird thing. You're not getting better, but usually you'll get better and you'll get more effective. At least that's how I see things. Like to improve, I want to get more effective and, you know, pump out videos and and photos faster. Mm. But if you charge per hour, you're going to get penalized for that, which is very annoying. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I I see what you're saying. But yeah, I think there's an in-between too. Like you could, but for project, for me, I guess like it includes the hours, but it's uh, more holistic than just like That's I'm, the thing. I'm there physically shooting for it. Exactly. Because right? it's, it's one of the things of like, you, I feel like the per hour is more when you're invoicing a client and it's mm. more for you. Like you don't show that to the client of how much you're, you think it's going to be per hour. I feel like it's a good way for yourself to be like, okay, if I do that for four hours, maybe you go for a hundred bucks an hour. Okay. Yeah. I'm willing to do that. That's a way to, like, to calculate something. But usually you're better off doing it a day rate that it's fixed. Whatever you get hired, sorry again, you get hired for that amount because let's say you get on location and it's a product shoot for, I don't know, uh, fashion company in Montreal. Local company, little thing they're trying to build a store. Cool. You get there and if you charge per hour and they have an interesting option, they have an interesting product, you're like, oh, we could do that. I prefer having the liberty of choosing to do a bit more for the client without having of, oh, but like I charge you for four hours, but actually it took five. And then you have a expectations to manage again, which is very annoying for both parties. Under promise over delivery. That's the thing. So it's great it's, rule for it's, photographers. And well, any, business, <laughs> any, any business, yeah. honestly, even with friends. Yeah. Even with friends, like, you know, you have a, you're coming for a coffee, like bringing, you know, a little cookie. They'll be you happy. Want, you want to go grab us a burger at McDonald's? Uh, here, let's go to... Uh, so, you know. I don't know. Yeah, That's it's just like... Br- you know, it's just like a bit <laughs> extra. So, yeah, it's 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 that thing of like, when it comes to creative, like, I for me, I'm still like learning how to better price and like, I feel like for me, what has been working is I value, I set myself to like, okay, what's the goal and what's the thing I would be comfortable in long term? Like it's say, like, okay, what's your dream or whatever? Yeah. I try to go for that. And then I remind myself that and then I, I try to go with clients' expectations because you have to be aware of like, okay, if you're doing working with a startup, they might not have the same budget as someone like Nike. 
obviously. Really? I know. It's surprising, huh? So you try to do the, like, the middle part, but it has to be important to stay within your day rate or within like what you set out yourself mm. because you're not just providing time. And that's why like I don't like charging power because you don't provide your time, you provide an expertise and you provide equipment that is damn expensive. I, I could I, I I fully agree on that point. I mean you just bought those mics, right? So Yeah. It's expensive. We we hope it sounds good by the way, these these new microphones for the <laughs> The the wrap up of um of this this third season of Radio Lounge and well we maybe you heard the the beeper but we we need to to wrap up uh, this episode unfortunately because yeah, I talk a lot but I, I think we could have kept going I didn't even see the time go by but it's uh, uh, yeah <laughs> I used to talk a lot but it's okay well um well definitely keep following you um awesome. it'd be fun to to catch up or even do a, a longer episode because sure. there's so many topics we we didn't have a chance to dive into in, in 20 minutes but um i encourage everybody listening to to go follow phil at story by phil that'd be um, appreciated support his his journey and yeah. photography and videography definitely and a journey most importantly the uh you know the stories behind it so uh, thanks so much for coming on nice it was to a meet pleasure. you nice to meet you as well <laughs> man i had i had a blast love the suit by the way thank you and um yeah we'll catch you all in uh next time for, yeah. for season and four. And I think for me also, for people, I will be able to talk to me as well at Rec, which is the uh, the event from Create HQ with Patrick as well. Absolutely. So uh, I'll, I'll be, be there too. Yeah. I'll be, be apparently, I'll be thing. talking there. Ooh, nice. All right. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you liked it. Make sure to follow us on all our social media. For more, check out creatorhq.org. Creator HQ is a community of content creators located in Montreal and beyond. Join the community. It's free.